Welcome to Episode 3 of the Anglican Internet Church's seasonal video presentation, Epiphany, the Manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles. I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church. In Episode 3, the focus is on the second through six Sundays after Epiphany and provisions in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer for transfer of Epiphany readings when Easter is early and Trinity season is lengthened. For the second Sunday after Epiphany, the focus shifts to the manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles in the form of his baptism in the River Jordan. The illustration is a 19th century stained glass window of the baptism of Jesus in the Munich style at St. Clement's Church on the island of Jersey in the English Channel. The collect for the second Sunday after Epiphany, adapted by Archbishop Cranmer for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer from the Gregorian Sacramentary, the theme is again the need for supplication to the Almighty God for the granting by His grace of His peace to all mankind. O Almighty and everlasting God, who dost govern all things in heaven and earth, mercifully hear the supplications of thy people and grant us thy peace all the days of our life. Amen. The illustration is an oil on canvas of the Archbishop by Gerhard Flick, painted in 1549 A.D. from the National Portrait Gallery in London, England. The epistle reading for Second Sunday after Epiphany, Romans 12, 6-15, is the second of four readings for Epiphany from Romans chapters 12 and 13. In it, Paul, appropriately for Epiphany season, known as Apostle to the Gentiles, picks up where the reading for the first Sunday after Epiphany ended. Paul begins with a listing of gifts from God, and offers an early list of Christian virtues, love, humility, patience, compassion, and diligence. There is more advice from St. Paul in the epistle reading for third Sunday after Epiphany. The illustration is a gilded statue of St. Paul holding a Bible and a sword on a pedestal in the northeast garden of St. Paul's Church in London, England. The Gospel reading for Second Sunday after Epiphany is Mark 1, 1-11, an account of the work of the prophet John the Baptist, known in the church as the forerunner and last prophet of the Old Testament, John's baptism of Jesus in the River Jordan, and the appearance of two other persons of the Holy Trinity, the Father and the Holy Spirit. The Spirit appears in the form of a dove. The Father whose voice sounds from the heavens, declares Jesus as my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. The event was discussed and illustrated in Episode 7 in the AIC Bible Study series on the Gospel of St. Mark, available using links on the Bible Study page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The illustration is Mark writing his Gospels, an illumination in tempera and gold on parchment from the Gospels of Otto III, made at Reichenau Monastery, 
Reichenau, Germany, around 998 A.D. A related hymn is that was previously mentioned is Songs of Thankfulness and Praise by Christopher Wordsworth, which is arranged to the tune Salzburg. In the St. Chrysostom hymnal, it is arranged, uh, it is shown uh, with Monkland, a simpler arrangement as an alternate. Wordsworth mentions the baptism in the second verse. Another traditional hymn appropriate for any Sunday in Epiphany season is Alleluia, Song of Gladness, an 11th century Latin hymn translated into English by John Mason Neal and arranged to the tune Dulce Carmen. The theme for third Sunday after Epiphany is a manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles in the form of the wedding at Cana. The illustration for this and the next two slides is the wedding at Cana, presented in stained glass by Mayor of Munich at St. Joseph's Villa Chapel, Richmond, Virginia, from the AIC bookstore publication Paintings on Light, which is available using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the homepage at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The Collect for Third Sunday After Epiphany is an 8th century variation by the Blessed Alcuin of York based on an original Collect from the Gregorian Sacramentary. The theme is Almighty God as the ultimate source of mankind's protection against the dangers of the world. Almighty and everlasting God, mercifully look upon our infirmities and in all our dangers and necessities, stretch forth thy right hand to help and defend us through Jesus Christ our Lord. The epistle reading for third Sunday after Epiphany is Romans twelve sixteen to 21, which takes up where the reading for the second Sunday after Epiphany left off, this time on the theme of the Christian virtues of humility, tolerance, forbearance against the temptation to take vengeance, and of overcoming good with, uh, excuse me, overcoming evil with good. The illustration is Paul sending a letter, a miniature illumination in colored inks and gold on parchment, placed at the beginning of Romans in the Bible Historiale, produced at Paris, France, in the second quarter of the 15th century from the collection of the British Library, London, England. The Gospel reading for Third Sunday after Epiphany is John 2, verses 1 to 11. St. John's account of the first of seven signs from the Greek Samian, which is the turning of water into wine in the wedding at Cana. The Blessed Virgin was invited to a wedding, and Jesus and his disciples attended as well. When they ran out of wine, St. Mary turned to Jesus for help, telling the servants to do whatever he said. He told them to refill the jars with water. The miraculous result was such a quality of, of wine that even the master of the feast was confused. St. John wrote that in this first sign at Cana, Jesus, quote, manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. The reading was discussed and illustrated in episode 36 in the AIC Bible Study series, link from the Bible Study page at our website. 
The illustration is John in Silence, an unusual 18th century Russian Orthodox tempera and gilt-on-panel icon at Vladimir, Russia. A related hymn is the previously mentioned Songs of Thankfulness and Praise by Christopher Wordsworth, arranged to the tune Salzburg and as noted with Monkland as an alternate tune. The Wedding at Cana is mentioned in the second verse. Another hymn from the St. Chrysostom hymnal, and which is suitable for any Sunday in Epiphany, is O Christ Our True and Only Light, written by Johann Hiermann in 1630 A.D. and arranged in the hymnal to the long-meter tune Breslau. For the fourth Sunday after Epiphany, the theme is another manifestation of Christ to the world, this time in the form of his healing of a leper at Capernaum. The illustration for this in the next two slides is a miniature engraving, Healing of the Leper from Canon Farrar's The Life of Christ, published in 1894 A.D. The Collect for Fourth Sunday After Epiphany, another composition by Archbishop Cranmer, was derived from the Gregorian Sacramentary. The prayer repeats the theme of mankind's need to call upon the all-knowing God's mercy to save us from our own nature and from the many threats found in the secular world. O God, who knowest us to be set in the midst of so many and great dangers, that by reason of the frailty of our nature we cannot always stand upright, grant to us such strength and protection as may support us in all dangers and carry us through all temptations, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The epistle reading for Fourth Sunday after Epiphany is Romans 13, verses 1 to 7, the last of the sequence of four messages from the pen of St. Paul from Romans 12 and 13. St. Paul's themes are Christian morality and responsibility and the understanding that God is the source of all civil authority, a point which he makes perfectly clear in verse 1, Quote, there is no authority except from God, unquote. The illustration is an oil-on panel painted around 1520 A.D. and attributed to Lucas van Leiden from the collection of the Yale University Art Gallery, New Haven, Connecticut. The Gospel reading for Fourth Sunday after Epiphany is Matthew 8, 1-13, an account of two separate healings of the leper and of the centurion's servant. The leper, an outcast under Jewish law, showed faith in Jesus' ability to heal him and was cleansed by Jesus' touch. The centurion likewise demonstrated faith and his servant was healed remotely after the brief discourse from Jesus on the coming of judgment that includes the prophecy of much, quote, wailing, and gnashing of teeth, unquote. The illustration is a stained glass window of St. Matthew, one of a set of the four gospel authors, authors at St. Peter's Collegiate Church in Wolverhampton, England. Another seasonal hymn, which I include in the St. Chrysostom hymnal, is Hail, Thou Source of Every Blessing, 
by the English evangelical priest and educator Basil Wood with two O's and two D's in 1810 A.D. The hymn is sung to the tune Beecher. The first verse reads, Hail, thou source of every blessing, sovereign father of mankind. Gentiles now thy grace possessing, in thy courts admission find. Grateful now we fall before thee, in the church obtain a place. Now by faith behold thy glory, praise thy truth, adore thy grace. For fifth Sunday after Epiphany, the focus is on yet another manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles in the form of the parable of the wheat and the tares. The illustration for this and the next two slides is the sower, an opaque watercolor over graphite on gray wove paper by James Tissot from a series of scenes in the life of Christ that he painted between 1886 and and 1894 A.D., and now at the Brooklyn Museum. The collect for Fifth Sunday after Epiphany is another by Archbishop Cranmer, inspired by the Gregorian Sacramentary. The prayer adds the church and the church community itself to the list for which prayers are desired in preparation for the coming of the final judgment. O Lord, we beseech thee to keep thy church and household continually in thy true religion, that they who do lean upon the hope of thy heavenly grace may evermore be defended by thy mighty power through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The epistle reading for fifth Sunday after Epiphany is Colossians 3 verses 12 to 17. Another essay by St. Paul on the Christian virtues, here emphasizing mercy, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, forgiveness, and above all, love, and also upon the value of liturgical worship, which is the meaning of the phrase, the use of psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and of giving thanks to God the Father through God the Son. The illustration is a miniature illumination in colors and gold on parchment from the Siegburg Lectionary, made at the Benedictine Abbey at Siegburg, Germany, in the Diocese of Cologne, in the twelfth, excuse me, second quarter of the 12th century, from the collection of the British Library at London, England. The Gospel reading for fifth Sunday after Epiphany is Matthew 13, verse 24 to 30, the parable of the wheat and the tares, in which Jesus describes the kingdom of heaven as, quote, like a man who sowed good seed in his field. As in the final judgment, some sprouted and grew to fruition, others were trampled. The allusion to the final judgment is clear in the final verse, with the instruction, first gather together all the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. 
The illustration is Matthew writing his gospel, the oldest known illumination of Matthew, made in the early 7th century for the Lindisfarne Gospel, which is in the collection of the British Library, London, England, and here used in a reproduction from the York Project DVD 10,000 Masterworks. Seasonal music suitable for use throughout Epiphany includes The Best and Brightest of the Sons of Morning by Reginald Heber, written in 1811 A.D., arranged to the tune Morning Star, and Earth Has Many a Noble City, a Latin hymn attributed to Aurelius Clemens Prudentius and arranged to the tune Stuttgart. As noted earlier, the 1928 Book of Common Prayer provides for a transfer of the service for fifth Sunday after Trinity in years when Easter is early and Epiphany season is shortened. In years with 27 Sundays after Trinity, the service for fifth Sunday after Epiphany is moved and used as the, for the 25th Sunday after Trinity. This change places the gospel reading on the theme of judgment close to the opening of the penitential season of Advent in which the faithful are prepared for both the first coming at the Nativity and the second coming in judgment. For the sixth Sunday after Epiphany, the last of the season, the Collect is again focused on the theme of the final judgment at the second coming. The illustration for this and the next two slides is the first three bowls or vials from the Bamberg Apocalypse, an early 11th century illustrated manuscript of Revelation, as it was used in the AIC bookstore publication, Revelation, an Idealist Interpretation. The collect for Sixth Sunday after Epiphany was adapted from Archbishop Cranmer's original composition by Bishop John Coson around 1662 A.D. The words are based upon the collects for First Sunday in Advent and Second Sunday in Advent. It is the longest collect in Epiphany season and repeats many of the themes common throughout the season. O God, whose blessed Son was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil and make us the sons of God and heirs of eternal life, grant us, we beseech thee, that having this hope, we may purify ourselves even as he is pure, that when he shall appear again with power and great glory, we may be made like unto him in his eternal and glorious kingdom. Where with thee, O Father, and thee, O Holy Ghost, he liveth and reigneth ever, one God, world without end. Amen. The epistle reading for sixth Sunday after Epiphany is 1 John 3, verses 1 to 8, which is St. John's composition on love from the Greek agape, and Christians as the children of God, mentioned in verse 1, and on the nature of sin and the purpose of the Incarnation. 
quote, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. That's from verse 8. The topic is explored in more detail in the AIC seasonal video series, The Twelve Days of Christmas, in which on the first day of Christmas, December 25th, the theme word is love. The episode is accessible using links on the digital library page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The illustration is an opaque watercolor over graphite on gray wove paper by James T. Show, showing St. John as a young man rather than an old one as in all nearly all older traditional paintings of John. The Gospel reading for Sixth Sunday after Epiphany is Matthew 24, verses 23 to 31, Jesus' private warning to the disciples concerning his own last days and, by extension, the final judgment of all mankind. It includes the phrases, For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive. The sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven. End of quotation. And prophesying of his return, quote, And they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. This reading was also featured in episode 21 in the AIC Bible study video series Revelation, an Idealist Interpretation, in a discussion of the same imagery in the book of Revelation. The illustration is a stained glass window of Matthew, one of a set of four in the transept at St. Peter's Collegiate Church, Wolverhampton, England, in the West Midlands. One final seasonal hymn not mentioned earlier is As With Gladness Men of Old by the English hymn writer William Chatterton Dix, Dix, D-I-X, composed in 1860 A.D. and arranged to the tune Dix. On the Anglican Church calendar, the variable date of Easter, as noted earlier, creates problems when Easter comes very early. In the footnote at the bottom of page 224 in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer, there is a provision for the transfer of certain Sundays after Epiphany in a year with 26 Sundays after Trinity. The service for 6 Sunday after Epiphany becomes the reading for the 25th Sunday after Trinity. In a year with 27 Sundays after Trinity, the service for 5th Sunday after Epiphany is moved to the 20, 25th Sunday after Trinity, and the service for 6th Sunday after Epiphany is read on the 26th Sunday after Trinity. As noted earlier, the transfer places the Epiphany readings close to the opening of the penitential season of Advent. Other AIC resources not previously mentioned in this episode are my podcast homilies for the 2nd, 
third, fourth, fifth, and sixth Sundays after Epiphany. These are linked from the podcast homilies page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. From the AIC Bookstore Publications in our new books, The Gospel of Matthew, Annotated and Illustrated, Readings on the Visit of the Magi are found in Chapter 1, and from the Gospel of Mark, Annotated and Illustrated, Readings on the Baptism of Christ are found in Chapter 1. Thank you for joining me for this seasonal video series, Epiphany, the Manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles. I invite you to watch other AIC seasonal videos in the same format on the seasons of Advent, Christmas, Jessima, or pre-Lent, Lent itself, Easter, and Trinity. All these are linked from the digital library page, and podcast versions are linked from the podcast archive page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.